live? It's probably me. Because I can't hear you, but can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. So, all right. Okay. Great. That was fantastic. Let's start the show off right with a technical difficulty. Right, <laughs> right away. Right away. Welcome to the show. I had to take the thing off because I was like, can you even hear me? I'm like, and then there was like music in my ears. My headphones are broken. So I thought it was that. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I feel so frazzled. I just got here. I just got here. Um, for those of you joining us, uh, welcome to the Cannabis Closet Podcast. You are about to get highly educated with the Cannabis Closet Podcast with Canna Queen, that's me, and MJ, that's her. This is an adult content show with no limitations on subject, language, or actions. Opinions, views, and expressions may or may not be that of the host's their guests, or their subsidiaries. Please note that we are not medical physicians, nor are we attorneys, and any information shared is solely based on our personal research and knowledge. And thanks for rolling up and showing up, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. What up? What up? Oh, woo, it's Monday. It's Monday, and I just got to Durango. So that's happening. Dude. Like, literally just got here. It's like a whole nother day for you. It's like I spent the whole day on the road. <laughs> it, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Um, but it was beautiful. It was like not super cold. There was no weather. The roads were dry. It's a little bit windy in some parts, but like nothing, nothing to complain about, you know? Right, right. I mean, it has been a beautiful day. So, I mean, just travel on it's a good thing you held off traveling yeah so i'm sorry i'm just closing the door so that the other pup doesn't come in um so yeah so um it was a good day to travel no rain no weather just yeah it was good um and i got here really quick i got here like at 1 30 i think i rolled into town i um i did a lot today i drove to Durango. I've made two deliveries. I bought weed and I set up and got ready for this. <laughs> oh, and I ate today. You guys, I ate today. Woo, good job. Woo. Yeah. I, I ate too. <laughs> da, 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 so this week has been kind of a whirlwind. If I am supposed to be in contact with you, full apologies. Um, because this past week and then, and then now it's Monday. Now I can't even believe it's Monday. Cause it feels like last week wasn't even a week. Like it was crazy. I had to leave. I've had to leave my house. This is the sixth day in a row. Nobody walked through it. <laughs> through the the sixth day in a row that I've had to leave my house. 
no. <laughs> <laughs> I had a um we we had we were offered a free table at an event at the marijuana mansion. Um holler at the marijuana mansion, go check it out. They do tours during the day. Um, the tours are non-consumption tours, which I didn't know, but that's because they're not private events. They're open to the public. Um, and, uh, yeah, even, even like the, the bud tender and I, you have to have the link to get to the, whatever, even though it's an event, right? What anyway, anyways, I, I'm not here to explain everything, but, um, sometimes I am, but, um, so anyways, so they, they do those tours, I think daily, unless there's an event or somebody's rented it out or whatever. So, yeah. Um, last week they had an event. I can't even believe it was just a week ago. It feels like it's still happening. The actual house is haunted, right? Like it's a yes. haunted mansion, right? Yes. Yeah. I feel traumatized by the last event. <laughs> I feel traumatized by the last event. I want to say that I appreciate um the staff and uh our friends over at the marijuana mansion i appreciate all the hard work that they do um and so um before i tell this story i just want to i just want to say that on record that i super appreciate everything they do for us they're always promoting us um and they're always they're always um speaking very highly of us as individuals and as a company and i super appreciate that um so so I was at an event tabling all week. They offered me a table space and I said, absolutely. Cause we're, um, in case you guys didn't know, this is our one year anniversary this month and we are not making necessarily a profit right now, but we are starting to be in more people's mouths. Yeah. Um, our band, our brand is definitely building up, but we, um, we have to like, you know, get in where we could fit in. And sometimes financially we can't fit in. And so this table was offered and I said, yes, absolutely. And it was like a happy hour situation from six to nine every night from Tuesday to Saturday, five days. There's no way. Have you, have you guys, how many, how many of y'all in the comments are convention folks? How many of y'all have done the convention circuits? Um, I mean, I've done, on we've the, done a few, we've yeah. done a few. You've done them in different industries. I've done them mostly in cannabis. Um, we've done a few. Uh, they're usually three, four days tops. Okay. This thing was apparently 10 days, 10 days of classes and networking and tabling and, and swag and 10 days, 10 days so by the time that I'm all up in the kerfuffle of it all, they're already on day like six or five or six. They're already like halfway. That's crazy. Three, That's, I mean, three is a lot. Like it's a lot. It's a lot to be an attendee. To be a and to to even just be an attendee. Fuck fuck tabling. Just but but a lot of these people like were tabling, you know, and then they'd come to the after party or whatever and whatever. So that, yeah, that, that makes sense. Cause we would do things like that. There were both exactly. There were both attendees and also like vendors at this, at this after party. So the after party was over at the marijuana mansion and, um, 
and there was they they gave us a uh, space to table uh and and we we were able to vend and so and so we made we made some money it was great nft and crypto guys y'all can suck my dick i mean seriously like I have never met a, a, a less courteous group of people. Like I've never a less, uh, you know, like literally born of the internet. The thing that I talk about the most on, like when we talk about this thing where people don't know how to interact um, with other people because they've spent so much time just in front of a screen that they just don't like have, Right. It's the, funny because you're the, 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 um, the people that I met, um, while I was out and, uh, uh, that were crypto guys that I was like, Oh, my partner's down in Denver. And they were like, Oh, well, yeah, we're going to ski instead of go to that thing. Yes, <laughs> right. Okay. So it was this big three, um, <laughs> hashtag web three, uh, the E's are all threes. So, okay. So when you look it up, Hashtag Web3. There were a bunch of NFT and crypto people there. There were some, I did meet genuine, I did genuinely meet some nice people, but gen, but like as a group, as a group, y'all really got to get it together on, on how, how you talk to people and treat people. Mm-hmm. So, so on day one, okay. Uh, on day one, before it starts, it's like taco Tuesday. I came in early to set up. So I'm already, I had already been there for, several hours for a couple for like an hour or two. Um, I, cause I came in, I think at like two, two thirty maybe to set up. Okay. Cause it wasn't going to be a big deal. So to get all set up, um, there it's after four o'clock, I think at this point, um, uh, but before six and, um, this dude in a man bun comes in And he is talking all around me. Do I care? No, because I'm a vendor. I don't give a fuck. I give no fucks. Talk around me if you must. Yeah. Okay. I'm a vendor. I don't care. But he's talking about the room. Okay. And I'm kind of halfway paying attention because not my conversation, not my monkey, not my circus, but also I'm a little nosy. So I'm listening kind of a little bit. This would be the perfect room for that. This is such a cool room. Isn't this such a cool room? He's kind of trying to engage with me a little bit. And I was like, yeah, this is the dopest room in the house. You know, we're on the third floor. It takes a hike to get there, but it is really the chill. One of the chillest rooms in the house. And also I believe the most haunted. Right. Dude, the the man bun and the Nikes. I could not with this guy, his Nikes. I could not with this guy. Anyways, He was just uh, right from the beginning. So I'm just trying to be nice because I'm a vendor and I'm just, you know, like I'm just here to make some sales and whatever. So then he's just like, this room would be perfect for it, blah, blah, blah. And then he, and then he asks me a question as if giving me an option, which I, I did not have. Okay. So he says, would it be okay if we did a poetry reading in here on Friday night and I was like, Oh no, that would be very cool. I think that that I actually said, I think that that would be like really cool. Like, because it would, it kind of fits with what our brain, like we have a CBD water, people coming to a poetry reading would love a chill ass CBD water. Right. So I was like, no, that's perfect. That sounds great. You know, I'm really amenable to it. And then, um, is that, is that the right word? 
Mm-hmm. Amenable, amenable. Yeah. yeah. Something like so, that. So, so, um, so I just want to tell you guys while I'm telling the story too, I just thought about this, that I did just smoke a, a blunt outside because I'm visiting and I, I'm not smoking inside, but also I took a little sip of five hour energy about halfway through the trip. So bear with me anyways, like crack for her. So he says, he says to me, no, we just want the room. And I go, I mean, I'll share it. Right. Cause I'm a vendor. You're asking me to break down and stop sales for a poetry reading. So he was like, he was, it's, some people are not going to like this story if they tune in. And I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm not naming no names. Okay. Um, so he says, he says, no, we want, we want the room, the whole room. And I go, well then, well then no, like you asked me, would it be okay? That was his first question. I know. And the answer is no. <laughs> no. Right. So I said, well, well then no. And then he got like real super arrogant and put on, put on his airs about him. And he was like, well, we're the, we're the ones putting this event on. Ooh, and I go, okay. Like, listen, <laughs> Listen, something that probably, you know, our regulars probably already, already picked this up about me, but like, I don't think people get about me. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are because you're still a human being. You still have human being experiences. And so, and so you're no different than me. You just, maybe you have more money or maybe you have a different experience, but like generally speaking, we're all human beings. That's why I don't, I don't get super crazy about celebrities unless they've impacted my life in some kind of crazy way. And then, and then I get like, then I cry about it. Um, I cried in front of Steve D'Angelo. I mean, I just like, (laughs) anyways. Okay. He's one of the reasons that I love to teach about cannabis. Um, so, so he was like, we're the blah, blah, blah. And uh, I shut him off at that point because like at that point, we're not even you. You asked me a question that you already knew what the answer was to it. And like you weren't really giving me a choice. It was like you were pretending. Yeah. Now that you're not going to get your way by you're going right. to. So then I said, talk to the the cord- the staff coordinator, whatever. Talk to her. Talk to her. I don't, I don't know what, I apologize. I don't know what I call it. If you listen to this episode, I don't know what I refer to you. Well, I refer to you as your name, um, but I'm just, I'm just leaving names out of it. So I, I did not refer. I just said, well, then talk to so-and-so about it. Right. So then, so then he said, I will. And then, and then audacity, the odd, the caucasity in his Nikes and with his man bun, he introduced himself to me. And I go, and I didn't even hear his name. They asked me what his name was. And I go, I cannot tell you. Did he have a man bun? I said, yes, that he did. (laughs) (laughs) He introduces himself. I say, can a queen. Like, I don't even fucking like whatever, bro. He gets his way. Okay. But it ends up being Saturday night. This girl comes in to read her. Listen, I, I'm not being, maybe I am, maybe I'm being an asshole about this. I don't know. I'm trying not to be an asshole about it. Cause I really don't want it to, I don't want it to mean anybody's, uh, 
you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to squish anybody's uh, mojo. I don't want I don't want to do that. Right. So, and, and are the, the chances of this girl ever hearing this is probably slim to none, but it's not our type of thing. Just so you're, 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 you're so, just imagine something like that. So this is not hate. Okay. This is not hate, but maybe in a little bit it is. So I had to break down the table. I had to break down the table. I had to put my, my backup that was under the table into another room. You know, I had to like, I didn't like move, move cases of drinks. I didn't like everything. Right. Okay. So I had to move everything. And then they were like, well, you can put it all on this little table back here at the back of the room where people were sitting in front of the table. And also I was requiring like a follow for a sample. So if you want a sample, you got to follow us on our social media. It helped a lot. We, we had newly have like 45 new Twitter followers, which I didn't even remember setting up a Twitter so that's something that all came from that conference. Thank you guys so much. Is and again, there were something like to our some somewhere else that we post to. I don't. I'm going to have to connect it. I'm going to have to figure it out uh, just for these guys. And listen, I just want to say not all NFT guys, not all crypto guys. OK, not all Caucasians. OK, listen. So we move we move all the stuff and I put a little two pack. And I'm like, maybe some samples. A couple girls bought some drinks before the, sh the, the show. The show, that is, that's such, that's such a strong word for what happened. <laughs> such a strong word for what happened. Um, so, so, okay. So she's sitting on the couch, which is where I was kind of stationed with the table in front of the couch. I had moved the table, blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. So for 15 ish minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops. I don't even think it was 30 minutes. She reads this girl, beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. Um, but also she's beautiful, but she's like also X. She's got bonus beauty happening that night. She's got her, you know, girls up and she's wearing this like really, you know, sexy, situation. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Okay. But okay. So you came to read poetry. So she opens this book and literally, I mean, you saw a little, little taste of it, right? Literally. Yeah, like it's like, warning. it was like her Twitter thoughts just, uh, so there, it was between one to like four, uh, five lines tops for every reading that she did. And then, <clears throat> And then, uh, listen, I'm a good reader of people. I'm, I'm good at reading people. The thing is I'm not good at reading myself. And so it kind of, it's kind of fucked up, but I do read people really well. And so I'm looking around the room and I'm checking faces. Right. And I'm like, y'all <laughs> what? So, and then people were supposed to like laugh about, and I, it, you know, whatever it was, her, it was her Twitter in a book. She like took her Twitter thoughts and then was like, oh, that's a poem. Boom, book, right? Okay. And so she read a, a bunch of these books. I, I, they were, okay, sexy thoughts, sure, sometimes. And sometimes they were a little funny, but I, I didn't really laugh too much because I was like, did I just tear my table down for this? That's what I, that's in my head. In my head, I was like, is this what I just <coughs> tore this table down for? And also I could have, I could have just moved the table over a little bit. We could have, we could have worked together on this a little bit better. Right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, so she does the reading and when she's done, 
Um, and when she's done, this is why I say don't give everybody a trophy for doing mediocre work because I, I mean, maybe people said this about Edgar Allan Poe at some point in time, but I just, Edgar Allan Poe, she was not. And I, um, I, I, I mean, and you know, they were in there, they were snapping and stuff. They were like, why was the dude so vehement about getting it her it done and okay. moved? So this is my favorite part. So um, he was very, he was very much, he was very adamant about it. He was like, this is happening in this room at this. First of all, it was supposed to happen on Friday. It didn't happen on Friday. It happened on Saturday. So then um, she's done. Okay. And I wait a few minutes to make sure she's done. She removes her beautiful ass and bosom um, off of the couch and onto a seated area. She's beautiful. I would say like, she's not, I mean, whatever she's average beauty. I, whatever. I'm not going to hate on no women. I would never. Um, so she, so she moves and, um, I drag my table over. They see me, yo, they see me with their whole eyes and, um, and they see, they see me with their whole eyes. And then they still sit in the space where they see me coming over to, to reset up. And I was just like, I cannot with these people right now. Like I'm a vent, I'm a vendor. Like this event That's wouldn't really even be as much fun without me here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I'm setting up and they're like all around me do like, but not in, they're in my space, but in their own space. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, and then they're like, not even saying excuse me or nothing like not nothing. And then, and then man bun walks in. Listen, you made a whole fit about then, at that point. <laughs> at that point, I had my table fully set up, had my table fully set up and, um, and he walks in and he was like, Oh my God. Yeah, they were just blocking everything. They were blocking everything. Oh my God. <clears throat> I think I did a better impression of this earlier. Let me see if I can do it. <clears throat> oh my God. I didn't even know you were here. Oh my God. Like I was texting you. I was looking for you. I was waiting for you by the door. There's one entrance exit that people are going through. Like what one way up and down. Up and down. When did you know? Why didn't you see her come in? Hmm. So the, so then so then uh so then he was like oh man I can't I can't believe I missed it I can't believe I missed it no you missed it on purpose and another guy came in and kind of expressed a similar thing maybe they do believe it's poetry maybe that's what nft people and crypto people think poetry is i don't know like your twitter is your poetry whatever anyways so she says to both of them, I can, I can do it again. First of all, two thoughts run through my brain Two two thoughts run through my brain. First thought, the second, this comes out of her mouth. The second she the says, I can are. do it again. The second she says, I can do it again. I think, why did I move my table? If you can do it from where you're sitting right now, like, why did I move? Like, <laughs> why did that happen? That's my first thought. And my second thought, uh, because it happened just seconds after the, the conversation just kind of died off, just kind of died off. Uh, nobody wants to hear you do that again. 
he didn't even want to, and that's why he didn't show up. I'm sure, to be he wanted, place. sure he wanted to, to probably get with that beautiful You showed up 20 minutes after the start time, 30 minutes after the start time, and we're like, oh, my God, I missed it. But you're the one that demanded a certain time. Uh, right. Right. You knew what time it was and in what room it was. You didn't even come up here to check to see if she was up here. You just waited around wherever you were to la la la. And then whatever. Listen, I know an excuse when I hear one. Yeah, right. I know an excuse when I hear one man bun with your white Nikes. Okay. So that was anyways. Some of them were absolutely lovely. And then, and then, but in groups, I wouldn't recommend crypto or NFT guys, unless that's how your brain works. And then it's fine. It's fine. Special. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I I guess. Not the white Nikes. Yes. I mean, they were custom. They had like, they had like little tiny lines of color in certain spots. Um, I, I never looked him in his face again. I, you guys know, if you guys know me personally, you know, when we're talking, I will look you in your face. Um, I don't always do it on video. If I'm on video of some, a lot of times I'll look away cause I have to look at my own face and, and sometimes I can't handle it. <laughs> sometimes I can't handle the truth. Okay. Um, but yes, assert dominance. Um, he definitely thought he was killing it. I just don't. Also, um, definitely. How do you go 10 days with after parties every single like Coke? It has to be your there's no way. No judgment. I'm not judging. OK, but it kind of has made you aggressive. And also get out from behind your computer more than once a year because you do not know how to talk to people. And yeah, that and energy drinks, which is a lethal combo, you know, oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> and they're messy. Yo, they're messy as you would expect uh, single white men to be. I mean, or just single men in general, maybe, but um, just, I'm just basing this on the majority of people. Um, yeah, yes, I saw that of, of, of a majority of people that were there. Listen, I went to the bathroom no less than 10 times. Okay. Twice, at least twice a day in five days. Okay. No less than 10 times. Once, once the toilet seat was down, I probably put it down. I probably put it down. I have a habit. We talked about this the other day. I have a habit of putting the lid, down, the everything down because my toothbrush lives in there and I don't want piss on my toothbrush. I'm just being honest. <laughs> so I put everything down. And then I also live in a house where, um, where everybody, um, sits some of the time and only one person stands some of the time. You know what I'm saying? So um, one person sits all of the time. One person sits some of the time and, uh, and, and stands some of the, like, so, so the majority is sitting. sitting, So we need to like put the lid down. Also, there's no shame. Just why don't you guys just sit down to pee? Why? Anyways, I guess if I could do it, I would do it. I don't know. Um, but so there are, there are some men that do. I think there are some men that do too. Actually, <laughs> I have knowledge and fact about that in my lifetime. So um, I'll just say that. But um, also, I cleaned up after so many of them. They would leave shit all over my table. They would leave shit all over the room. 
I mean, listen, listen on this. It's more comfortable to sit. Why are you standing? Unless you're in a hurry to go somewhere. Like, why are you standing? It's so much more comfortable. Sit down. Scroll a TikTok. Anyways. Yeah. Wiggle, wiggle, dry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, so where I'm staying right now, where I'm staying right now, she, she has bidets on all the toilets. Girl, I cannot get up off that toilet. My ass is clean. <laughs> it is. Anyways, that's probably too much information. I've gone and done it. Um, she said, definitely coked out. I'm judging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not judging you. That's how you want to live your life. That's your, your thing. <laughs> Maybe leaving that's NFTs all over the place. He said. Can't be leaving. <laughs> Oh, and they were, um, and I, I think that can wrap up the, 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 um, anchor corner, huh? Yeah, probably. But I will tell you this. I spent a week with NFT and crypto guys. And the only thing that I learned is that, oh, oh there's, <laughs> a, there's a couple <laughs> NFPs. <laughs> um, there's a couple things that I learned, uh, Okay, so NFTs are like digital. So they're just digital art that people pay for. So that's what that is with digital money. Okay, everything's digital. Everything's like um, so you can't steal it and you know where it started and all that stuff. And some are worth more than others, like like your your five year olds drawing versus like the Mona Lisa situation. Okay, Um, except that the NFTs, I guess, can't be. Uh, easily stolen or replicated because of the way that they're tracked. Okay. So I learned that. I learned that crypto guys are super afraid of being doxxed as if they might be important. Um, And um, they use Twitter over other social media, crypto guys um, specifically. And um, one guy on Wednesday had a yellow ski mask on all night. And um, if you've been watching this show long enough, you already know what I'm about to say about that. But hey, white privilege, what the fuck? And he's like, and I asked somebody else, I didn't ask him. And somebody else was like, oh, he doesn't want to be doxxed. Okay. What is that? Nobody... I don't really know what that means. Does that mean like his image, like you're. Yeah. So he doesn't want his image just out there without his control or consent, I guess, is basically what he's saying or any of his information. And, and that that information could be obtained with his image. So, so, so I guess, I guess that's what he's afraid of. Like his facial recognition being stored. Right. But Okay. But first of all, you're at a private party. I understand you're with a bunch of crypto bros and NFT. And so, but like, then just don't go out in public. If, if you're if you're so famous and if you're so um, important that that could happen to you, I'm sorry. You like these are life's choices that that we make. And and you've done something to put yourself in this position to be this famous. Okay, so like, if you're that famous within your community that you have to wear a ski mask when you go out in public. Um, no, abs- fuck no. Like, what the fuck is that? It's, it's just like, 
If you're outside in the winter of Colorado, fine, sure. But like when you get inside, you look like this is, I don't know what. You would be better off. I don't know where, wearing. I was like, I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. And kind of mask, switch it up, have something, you know, but like a ski mask. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a ski, come on. Um, and that's like, that's like wear something over your eyes and maybe like put on some lipstick I don't know. for, you know, right. like, or, or, a or regular dude, be one of the, remember the, um, plastic bases we wore for Halloween in the eighties, the, the, uh, like they were just the like bases of the character with the eyes cut out, you know? Yeah, yeah, the way you couldn't breathe in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get one of those. <laughs> I had a strawberry shortcake. <laughs> I hate. I was. I hate that thing. Did, did you see this? Did you see my reaction to that? That was a trauma response, y'all. Mm. I was a munchie. The plastic was thin, and it rubbed <laughs> against your. Sorry, just a minute. And if you lived in a hot climate, which we did, it was awful. If you put your tongue against that, against that little hole, oh that was where you were supposed to fucking breathe out of. <laughs> <laughs> this little okay, they had like two little two little pinholes at your nose, which didn't make it to your nose. A little slit, a baby slit in the mouth, and two little eye slits. And if they touched your skin, oh the the terror of that plastic <laughs> touching my skin, I can still feel it. I can still feel it. It's like that and like st sticking your finger inside of a can. That, that, that's the same feeling for me. That, yes. And that is the, yes. Oh my gosh. You pretty much nailed that one. Um, <laughs> so, so, well, public domain is what it is. So that's the risk you run. I agree with that. Like if you're going to go out in public, then this is what your risk is. Plus the fact, oh my God. <clears throat> plus the fact sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry plus the fact if that you're fearful of being doxxed then what have you done that people would want to dox you to begin with and like or or like it might be a situation like what do you have that people want to take from you so that could be the situation and then he says the Dalai Lama isn't afraid of being doxxed because he hasn't done anything to make people want to do that sort of nefarious activity. Also, the Dalai Lama has money around him and security around him to like there's there's like a whole force around him that like if those things were to happen, they they are implement like they're already attacking it before it gets to a point where it's out of hand. And And this guy was I mean, maybe he's rich. I don't know. I, I, I mean, uh, yeah, anyway. you know, let's just go back to self-important. Yeah. You know, people's thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Light up, light up, roll them up. Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, re we'll, re we'll, uh, we'll refresh everything light up and, and <laughs> we're gonna start our, uh, our black history corner. Um, and our, our women's history month corner, um, section segment, however you want to session. Okay. Join. So <laughs> talk about this. 
I, I think we did talk about for this a while, thing. and I don't remember us actually talking about it. No, I, we did. We talked about it a little bit. Um, it was the ex-convicts, you guys. Um, we talked about it. I don't know if it was the last show or the show before. We he was he um he, talked about vegan donuts in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, we talked. Okay. And, I don't and know how high you were. <laughs> I probably was super high. And that's the thing. I was like, yeah, now it's vaguely coming back to me, but I didn't. Yeah, like so I don't remember talking. But a refresher, he's a ex con and he um, and he uh, bought this this vegan donut shop. He was going to go work for the guy, I think. Okay. And he, right now, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the guy was like, actually, I'm, I'm going to retire. And then, and then he ended up buying it. And so, yeah. Um, but I had this thing I wanted to put in the video. Cloudy Donuts. That's right. Um, I wanted to put this in a video. And it is. Uh, we are low on bubble gum if you have any. I do not. Um, me too. Um, <laughs> see, see our bubble gum. Is, oh, yeah. Production coming soon. We'll put you bubble on gum production coming soon. I have this video. I'm going to just play this, the audio for you. And it is two white women. Okay. It's a stitch. It's on, on TikTok, And, um, it's just, I, I listen, it is also women's history month. This is white women, but, um, the second one is, is relevant and worth listening to. And I tried everything. I tried to like send it to myself uh, via via um, uh, whatever airdrop. I, it just nothing was working. So mm -hmm, I get that. So so the the comment the comment that this woman is responding to. I'm gonna have to go out and come back in. But the comment that she's responding to. And I didn't see the whole like thread all the way down. I just saw this comment and her response and then the, the follow-up response, which is the most relevant part of this. Um, but you have to hear the first part to, to understand how the second part kind of like launches. Um, so it says, you're basically saying that black people should expect racism because white people don't plan on stop, on stop being racist, but succeed anyway. Then what? Okay. And so this woman's, this is kind of a long, it's like three minutes, but um, this woman's response to it is like, no, like, okay, I'll just let you listen to her but I'll have to, to the microphone. And then, and then there's, and then, and then you'll hear another woman come in and she says, yes, it is. Okay. And then that's when the, that's when the, and anyways, okay, here it is. Uh, let me think that black people should just expect racism because white people are going to stop being that way. There's plenty of people that are still going to be that way. But just because I'm white or we're white doesn't mean that we are. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. That's literally what that means. Look, my fellow rice cakes, I'm going to say something out loud that you would probably prefer I kept to myself. But we are terrible at self-examination because we are obsessed with being perceived as good. We are good people with good intentions who do good things. And we know that racism is bad. So we're offended by the mere insinuation that we could be capable of dehumanizing anybody. And that line of thinking right there is why we continue to take L's left and right. Because you can't confront a problem if you don't acknowledge the problem exists. Listen, you are not evil and bad because you were born white. And no reasonable person is saying that you are. 
what we're saying is that it is a problem if you don't acknowledge what it means to have been born white in a racist society. It is a problem if you're not willing to examine the privileges, I know we all hate that word, but the privileges, the benefits, and the means of insulation we inherit by virtue of being born white. And it's not that we can't experience other disadvantages, including some that we may share with Black, Indigenous, and other people of color. We can be discriminated against on the basis of our sexuality, our gender, our physical abilities, our economic status. There are plenty of reasons why a given white person might grow up in a shitty situation. But the color of our skin has never, ever, ever, ever been one of those problems. And if you can't say that out loud, then you're being racist. White folks, we have to disabuse ourselves of this notion that to be racist is to walk around throwing out the N-word left and right. That's not what that means. Racism sleeps. Racism waits. Racism is little things that you don't even know that you're doing until somebody tells you about it after the fact. If you could always see racism from space, then we, and by we, I mean white people and only white people, wouldn't have been so shocked over the last few years to discover that so many of our loved ones are big old racist bags of shit. Because one, racism is subtle, it sneaks up on you, it manifests in tiny ways, and two, we never had to interrogate those behaviors because we were insulated by racism. Listen, bigotries of all kinds often manifest unconsciously, by accident, and the only way we can catch it, the only way we can be vigilant, is to rely on other people to let us know and then to build our experience around that knowledge. I want to pause that for a second. She also puts, it's also not the job of BIPOC to educate us, but we have to be receptive when they do. So I just want to add that to her if you can just get comfortable with the fact that prejudice is an inherent part of the human experience, then getting feedback about it will involve a lot fewer tears and heartbreak. In conclusion, my fellow Snow Americans, to be good is to accept your limitations and be okay with being wrong. So, but be, you know, humility is part of. <laughs> yes, it is like. Um, and, and being, you know, uh, actually our guest on Wednesday, um, talks a lot about this, but holding yourself accountable to your actions, to, to acknowledge that you've behaved poorly in the past and you've learned from that and you've bettered yourself and you now see why it was wrong and why you should not do those things. And you will continue to not do those things. And that's, and that's it. You have to like hold yourself accountable to your actions. I listen, I grew up in the South. You too. You, we, we grew up in the South. Okay. And I grew up, my family was just full of racists still is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's super subtle. I call them on it all the time. I call them on it all the time. Even the subtle bits like, Ooh, Ooh, we don't want to, Mm, we don't want to do that. Right. And so, and so, and I've done it. I've done the things that I'm calling them on. I've done the things that I've called that I'm calling them on, but somebody called me on it. And then I was like, and, and then I reflected, Oh, um, I don't know if you guys remember it was last year. Um, I had somebody, a tick, a TikTok acquaintance call me out on something that I had posted because I had seen in my neighborhood, um, a skeleton display and it was a luau and 
I did not know the history of luau's and um, and why this was probably inappropriate. Right. And she schooled me on it. And at first I was really super resistant to it. Like, you know, that's not really how this town worked, blah, blah, blah. But that's not true either. You know, I was just making excuses for my own point of view. But I listened to her. I stopped. I listened to her. I apologized to her for my initial reaction because we can't always control that. And as much as I would have loved to have reacted differently as as the person that I hope that I am, um, sometimes, sometimes um, my reaction is 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 based in um, in in uh, in in the brainwashing that I grew up with. And you know what I'm saying? So so I had to like call myself on it, too. I had to be like back up and listen to what she's saying and do your research. And I did that. And I apologized to her. And I also apologized publicly, too. But like that, those are the things that we have to do. We we have we have to acknowledge the fact that sometimes we're going to be wrong, no matter how woke we are. Because we're indoctrinated into this system. And if you're white, it's it's real. Like you are full indoctrinated into this system. Um, woke doesn't mean you know everything. Right. Or that and, you're right or uh, in that sense. Um. <laughs> yeah, I've said some shit. Some shit has come out of my mouth and I've and I've acted in, and you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and never in a hateful way. But then like when I look back, I kind of cringe on my on my language choices. Right. I kind of like and, I, and I'm not a big after I, been, Oh, that maybe doesn't sound right. But, be, you know, like, yeah, I definitely have caught especially being public on a show. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I mean, when I was, we grew up in the nineties. Okay. Listen, we grew up in the nineties, completely blind to our subtle racism. And I'm going to say this from my own experience, but I've definitely sang the whole rap song before. I've definitely sang the whole rap song before, but I don't now. I don't now. <laughs> like I was like, Oh wait, that is wrong. And so, you know what I'm saying? And when, and when it, and, and actually, we've had this conversation before, too. One of our friends was like, well, I don't mind. And I was like, yeah, but others do. And and you're not, you know, like you can't speak for the whole. Right. And so if it's going to disrespect one, then it's going to disrespect all. And I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Right. So, and so. Yeah. And that um, at the, it's, it's, if one person finds it disrespectful, then more than one person finds it disrespectful. And exactly. Do it uh, if you, you know, it, out of respect. <laughs> I, was, I was speaking. I was speaking my my you know very limited vocabulary out in public one time, is as a toddler, and a word that I heard often was the hard er, and I said it loud and in public, and the look on it. Listen, I knew immediately that I should not have said that in public. And I was like young learning to talk child. Like I knew immediately that that wasn't a yeah, word I should have said in public. You vibes immediately. Right. No, everybody, including the people I learned it from, everybody stopped and stared at the little white girl. Like, but I didn't know. I didn't know. And then the people who taught me that, of course, they're embarrassed because that wasn't outside of the house language or, or mixed company language, right? That was private 
language because covert racism. Right. Exactly. It was actually my grandmother. <laughs> um, and so, and so, yes, we all have a past. We have to grow and learn from it. And if you're white, you've probably had to do a lot of growing and learning. You've probably not always been this person who doesn't, you do, who doesn't sing the whole song. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't even, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even do it in the car by myself because if I do it in the car by myself, then I do it in the car when other people are in the car or I do it, you know what I'm saying? So I, so I, so I, you know, this is how I behave all the time, right. but, um, but yeah, you know, you know, um, and you know, it, it's just this, Anyways, we just got off on this tangent, but I wanted to say um, that that first of all, language matters, um, and a lot of people don't like it when you say that they have white privilege because um, because white pri because privilege equals like money and and fortune and and health and blah blah blah, and that's not what it equals actually. <laughs> um, you might be privileged in some of those spaces. Um, but that doesn't mean, you know, so when, when we talk about, uh, white privilege, um, that it doesn't mean that you're rich or you're healthy or that you haven't gone through hard times or that you didn't work for the things that you have. Um, so, um, oh, dope. No, we should have you on. We should definitely have you on to talk about that and maybe do, maybe we can do a puff pass paint, um, on live on the air. Let's set that up. Ooh, that would um, be Fun if we could do that would be so fun. much fun. Um, but so, okay. So, but so, um, white privilege means that, that there are certain things that don't happen to you. Um, generally speaking, because the system is built for you. Um, so you don't have necessarily so many encounters with the cops because of the color of your skin. It may, you might be living in a socioeconomic, um, uh, underprivileged area, and that might be the reason, but it's not because of the color of your skin. It, you know, you have, um, more, um, more representation in, in, uh, in government and in, 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 in the police force and in, and in jobs and on TV and in magazines and in the movies. And, um, and a lot of that representation, especially in those fictional spaces is positive rep representation, or you get a mix of, of a variety of personalities, um, and so that is the privilege that those, those things, I know it doesn't sound, oh my God, I saw white people on TV, but, but if you never see that and you never, um, and you never get to understand that you, you are capable also of these feats because you saw somebody that looks like you do it, then, then it's, it's hard to understand. Um, and I just, and the last, the last piece on this, because a lot of, a lot of times this connects to that white privilege conversation is, um, white people have never experienced racism in this country. And that doesn't also mean that you've never experienced hate towards you. Right. For being it means <laughs> you might experience prejudice, but that prejudice comes from lived experience around people who look like you. And that's not racism. Racism implies that there's a power dynamic and white people are at the top of that power dynamic. White men, white straight men, white Christian men, white straight Christian men, especially. So keep that in mind. I know it's frustrating sometimes. I know it's hard. Um, but, but here's the beauty of, of your white privilege 
is that you don't directly ever experience racism. You have the privilege to look away if you want to, because it's not a part of your life dynamic. So you have the privilege to look away. Um, but what you also have the privilege to do is to, is to be better and use the things that you know are in, in your favor. Use those things to make them in everybody else's favor too. So that you're not the only one benefiting from society and the system. And that includes your vote. And that includes how you speak to people. And that includes how um, and how, you know, how you react in, in situations and whether or not you even want to admit that those things exist. So um, I just went on a whole tyrant and that's, and that's our black history corner. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because we didn't have, then that's because we didn't have a story lined up. So I was like, just wing it. And so that's where we went with that. <laughs> notes, and I, I do have people to talk about. <laughs> to bring that back around um because you know women's history is our history you know being a part of and and having that capability to speak up so that's why you know the takeaway you know like um is uh i didn't read this whole comment go ahead what's that Sorry. i didn't read this whole comment and now i'm like mad <laughs> <laughs> we can go back um <laughs> But um, yeah, and so that's a, you know more like we want more stuff like this. We want to um, you know create our own history. Um, I there was a, a group that you know um, we follow or something, and they were talking about uh, women's history and not history. Mm -hmm. uh, you know because um, a lot of the things that uh, you know even inventions, things that were brought about were you know women's ideas, but uh, were stolen, stolen by men. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we definitely, let's talk about, uh, maybe a, a virtual, uh, puff and, uh, puff, puff paint class. Like that would be so much fun. us, uh, you know, us, uh, virtual, we could even have other people that if they want to join from another place, virtual and, and maybe do like a virtual event like that too. And, uh, you know, we could totally, um, invite we could totally invite her on to do, and we could be set up. So, so, okay, here's the thing. We could all get our shit together, like get the paints or whatever. Maybe we know what the design is sort of going to look like, or at least paint colors that we might need before the show. So we can put that out and let everybody know that it is an, it is, a, it is a, a activity uh, show. We could have her on and talk to her about, um, about her because like, I'm really very interested. Um, and um, we could also have some of y'all on who are doing the doing the puff, the puff pass paint, have y'all on, um, but we'll just maybe mute your microphones unless unless we have like a group discussion thing going on. So so it could just it could really be like a bunch of bunch of paintings and then we will paint until we're done painting <laughs> and then we'll show off our shit and do a would you rather <laughs> yeah i mean we can even talk while yeah like what we're doing yeah yeah we can talk the whole time do at the time because it's a lot of it's like do this motion while you're doing you know and right then, you know and i can't I'm, oh, we can pick a design together yes I'll, i am super stoked. she just got very excited so it's gonna happen um, um 
this comment though, she said, she said, anyway, people come in all the time. We did. We did. Okay. Oh, I remember you. Um, so share your poetry, <laughs> share your Twitter feed. Um, says, uh, la, 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 la. people come in class, come up to her and oh. ask her where her boss is or where's the instructor of the class. And then she's like, I'm the instructor of the class. And then they're like, yeah, but I mean the real teacher. What did you just fucking say to me? I can't. I think also because you're not only. Yeah, I think it's both. So, yeah, we would all paint together the same design. So she would walk us. So that's what it is. If you've never been to one of those, um, basically the instructor of the of the session chooses an art design for that session. And then she walks us through like all of the strokes and like the colors that we would want to use and how to get certain effects. Um, and then we just kind of create on our own the same image, but in our brain, like what our brain puts on the. Yeah. Our style, your style. Right. Right. And oftentimes (laughs) I don't have a single one that I've ever done that looks like what the person was painting. (laughs) So I always go rogue. I always go rogue because that's not like my brain doesn't really work like that. And then they always come out like all my friends always come out really beautiful and they look really super artistic and shit like like somebody professional has, has done it. So it's not about the instruction at all. It's about how my brain works. So like the last time I did one of those, I think it was, um, I, the last time I did a public one of those, I mean, I paint all the time. I, I'll, I'll get in the mood and I'll bring it all out. But um, they were drawing a tree of life, a tree of life. And it was like swirly colors in the tree and everything. It was really beautiful. And everybody was doing all of that. And I came out with like the, the marijuana leaf uh, with the colors in it and the black background. You're like that tree of life. That's where, that's where my, that's where it went. <laughs> that's Well, I was like, well, we fucked up this tree. So Nuh-uh. off we go into the land of marijuana. <laughs> it's your version of the tree, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, come yeah. on. You don't think... I think ever, I think we could get I think if we built it up, especially with our regular peeps, um, and and we could even do small canvas so that it's not because I know that you this is how you make money so we don't want to take away from that either so we could even no, do like we a could do a event. yeah we could set up an event where you know for yeah. a fee because you're but a fee to cover you know your time and what about if we did one what what if we what if we sponsored one what if Queen Kitty and, and the Cannabis Closet podcast sponsored one while we were in St. Louis and then we could have like a couple people join us like in the, in the virtual studio, but we would be in person. We would be there in person doing it. Yeah. Like we could, uh, yes. Add someone. We, yeah. Yeah. Ivan, then someone else, you know, bring someone. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Let's talk about it. Oh, it's 420 on the west coast it's 420 yeah i will i'll get with brendan 
It's 420 on the west. We will be there the end of April. So that's yeah, uh, we're gonna be there at the end of April. In terms of us being there um end of April. Um, so also, do you know why we're gonna be there at the end of April? Because do you guys know why? Because we're going to see Miss Jackson if you're nasty. And also ludicrous. That's that's see we're that's history right history only, making. I only wanted to say that because I like to say Miss Jackson if you're nasty. I know I'm so I'm I'm very excited. I'm trying to yes um yeah. Those tickets were so inexpensive. Um, we are in the nosebleed, but I'm gonna be in the same building as um, Janet Jackson and Ludacris. Yeah, they'll be kids. That's what I don't give a fuck. Those the big screens were like. Just over 50 bucks for nosebleeds. I don't give a fuck. That's how we do it. That's how we doing it. Like it's 1995. <clears throat> like it's 1995, yo. And we don't have, <laughs> we have no fucks. Um, I want to do, there are a couple of uh, women I would like to uh, highlight today. And then um, there's a whole kind of, you know, for the next couple of, uh, um, shows we have women's history corner um, notes, which also cover black history. Yay. So, um, so I don't, uh, the, we'll post it on our Facebook. I don't and try to get it into the show notes, but um, there's this lovely image from the national women's history Alliance.org um, uh, and the 2023 theme for women's <laughs> history month. It's on the show notes, this this link? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, is this the mural? Yeah. Wait. Celebrating women who tell our stories. Okay. Um, um, and so I only, I did the top row, the top four women. Um, and uh, the link, it just takes you to this picture, but then it didn't, and, and their names, but it didn't really go into... Um, their moments or their notables. Um, so I did do a little of, um, <clears throat> you know, just Wikipedia-ing uh, and Googling. So, um, oh, dang it. Are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to get it on there. And you're like, don't touch that one. I'm always like, don't touch that button. And then. <laughs> okay. I just couldn't, I just couldn't see the. I just couldn't see the um, this. I couldn't see this link, this tab. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was like, wait, I can't get back. And I was clicking a bunch of there other There should stuff. be. I mean, uh, you know, if we're really talking about it there, that's what um, our history months are supposed to be about, right? Like uh, uh, educating others on, um, you know, things that they should know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Not in this again. corner. Uh, <laughs> we, we get enough of that uh, out there. It's, there's enough of that out there. So, um, so the first woman in the in the corner, if you once, uh, if you take the look at this, is is Toni Morrison, um, and she is an American novelist. She became the first Black female editor uh, in fiction at Random House in New York City in the 1960s. Um, 
she uh, her first novel, The Bluest Eye, was published in 1970, and the criti- critically acclaimed Song of Solomon brought her national attention and won the National Book Critics Circle Award. Um, so that's Toni Morrison, and um, y'all can check out more. Uh, we'll definitely link this, uh, you know, where we can, and you can, uh, you know, take a listen and do some googling yourself and find out more. Um, the next woman pictured is Maxine Hong Kingston, and um, we're going uh, left to right. Um, she's recognized for her contributions as a writer. Uh, her novels and nonfiction have examined uh, how the past influences, uh, influences our present, and her voice has strengthened our understanding of Asian American identity, helping shape our national conversation about culture, gender, and race. Um, she was presented the National Medal of Arts um, in 2014 by President Barack Obama, um, and and I believe... Um, oh, I Is that it? Yeah, that, that's the one, the picture there. <clears throat> um, and so cute. Um, Jovita Idar, um, she was born in 1885 and, uh, and lived until 1946. She was an American journalist, teacher, and suffragist, a political activist, and civil rights worker who championed the cause of Mexican Americans and Mexican immigrants, um, along with her brothers. Um, and so, let's see, in 1911, she founded and became the first president of La Liga Femenil Mexicaista, the League of Mexican Women. Um, the organization was created to provide free education, food, and clothing for women and children. And the League of Mexican Women emphasized the importance of educating women uh, and fought against the segregation of school-aged children. Um, and so uh, there was another link. So I'll put that in there. There's a whole uh, story on what she uh, accomplished um, at the womenshistory.org uh, website. And we'll try to get that into the show notes. And uh, right here, you're going across, right? Website. Yep. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, and then the fourth uh, woman pictured is Maya Angelou. Uh, she uh, was with us 1951 to 2014. She was an American mem- memoirist, memoirist, uh, popular poet, and civil rights activist. Uh, she published seven autobiographies, three books of essays, several books of poetry, and is credited with uh, credited with a list of plays, movies, and television shows spanning over 50 years. Um, and we know. Um, we hear a lot of Maya Angelou uh, references. Uh, you know, she's shaped um, literary history, uh, literally, literally. Yes. <laughs> so she has um, a very traumatic past too. She spent years of her life as a young child not speaking a word, not speaking a word for for many, many, many years of her life. Um, and she, you know, she went through some like really horrific trauma. Um, but she came out as the person that she is. I love my Angelou. Now that's a real poet. She's like, she, she really had something to say and she had a way of saying it. And it was so beautiful. Even listening to her voice. If you listen to her, read her poetry or, or really, or really talk about anything. Um, her, her voice is so beautiful and calming. Um, I highly, highly recommend it and highly recommend her works. Um, any, any, anything you can get your hands on. Um, but so interesting that she spent a a really good portion of her childhood, not speaking because of trauma and, um, and then to become this just like 
the, the, the way she writes and the way, or the way she wrote and, and the way she expressed herself um, and, and the way she spoke is, it was just so beautiful. I'm so glad that, um, that we got that gift back um, because yeah, I mean, the world, the world definitely didn't deserve it, but it's, I mean, just to listen to her speak is just absolutely beautiful. So I highly, re highly recommend anything you can get your hands on Maya Angelou. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, so that is our history corner, um, for our history, uh, history, history. I, um, I want to say, um, if you're, if you're still here, I put you in timeout because we don't allow people to take over the comment section for their own agenda. Um, and if you continue to do it, I'll block you outright. I appreciate, and we appreciate you showing up, um, and watching the show. Uh, but we are, we are running the show. So if you get put in timeout or you get blocked, that's why. And, uh, you know, come back in and act civil or, or don't. It's your choice. So. I missed it. I was reading. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, it just confuses people in the comment section too, who are like, you know, if, if they're watching the video, like, why, why are you talking about this in the comment section when it's like that? Yeah. So it's just like, you're, you're really just taking up space. It's unnecessary. And I'm going to, I'm going to silence you. That's because that's what I have the ability to do. <clears throat> so go with the, go with the flow and uh, exactly. be relevant, be relevant uh, with your conversation. Um, so I deleted uh, headlines that we had or gone through that I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I kept one or two that I was like, I wanted to kind of revisit or reemphasize it um, or just for my own reference that I needed to make sure I had it um, just in regard to Virginia. Um, but uh, yeah, so we've got some headlines. Do we want to, we can just start from the, from the yeah, top. Yeah, we just start from the top. I was just looking at something. Um, I still haven't um, found that article yet. And if anybody in Colorado has that article, I would love to get my hands on it about uh, the, about the, uh, um, about the legal or about the second amendment and cannabis. And, and I haven't had a chance to read it yet. And, and I really did want to talk about it cause it looked like a really positive thing that might be happening um, within, within, within our space in Colorado where um, you might be able to be a licensed firearm owner and also have your, uh, have your medical card. Or, or be in possession of legal cannabis. So if anybody has that article, I'd love to, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. That would, it's, it's super important. We do talk about this uh, because it, it is, uh, you know, something that we believe, uh, you know, mm. um, we should have the right to. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so that's, it's definitely uh, would love to get more, you know, uh, someone, a professional opinion. Yeah. So you want to start at this GOP house lawmakers kill marijuana sales and psilocybin rescheduling, or is that where you yeah. want to start? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We didn't cover that one. Did we? No, we have not. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is from the marijuana moment y'all. 
marijuana moment. Um, <clears throat> I'm getting real tired of the trolls around here. Um, Great. You know, Before you start. I have to turn the comments off in YouTube. So um, Virginia GOP House lawmakers kill marijuana sales and psilocybin rescheduling bills that pass the Senate. Uh, of course they did. First of all, I just, first of all, is anybody surprised? Uh, I want to holler at Kyle Yeager. Uh, if you ever hear this, thanks for all the hard work you do. Um, committees in Virginia's GOP controlled house of delegates on Tuesday, rejected bills to start adult use, uh, cannabis sales, marijuana sales, and create a psilocybin advisory board while rescheduling the psychedelic. A house, this, listen, this is why it's super important. I know, um, I know that, uh, that we should, I, listen, you shouldn't be necessarily a one issue voter, but also this is why it's very important to pay attention to like all of the issues that the person you're voting for and where they stand because shit like that. Anyways. Okay. A house General Laws Subcommittee defeated the Senate uh, passed cannabis commerce legislation from Senator Adam Eben, a Democrat along party lines in a five to three vote. The psilocybin measure from Senator, um, I'm going to mispronounce this potentially, so I apologize, uh, Ghazala Hashmi, also a Democrat, which was also approved in the Senate this month was rejected in the House Rules Committee with members voting 13 to 5 to lay it on the table. Meanwhile, the General Laws Subcommittee also defeated a proposal to create cannabis incubator project in the state meant to support social equity objectives and small marijuana businesses. Oh, and we wouldn't want to do that. No. Not at all. Not, Not at, at all. all. We wouldn't oh, want to create... <laughs> we wouldn't want to create a situation where where just people had access to run a business. I mean, God forbid. Um, listen, um, I just want to pause. I'm going to give you this little bit of attention. You've been warned. Okay. Either stay on topic or don't, but you won't be allowed to stay in here if you don't stay on topic and stop trolling us from your other stupid accounts. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so Evans measure would have allowed recreational cannabis sales. This shit got like shit happened um, in 2021 uh, for, the, you know, in the 2020 vote. Uh, I think it was in the 2020 vote that this shit happened because they were all set. They were all in place to have legal cannabis by uh, next year. And, and now they're not. The legislator approved the bill. Um, to legalize possession and home cultivation of marijuana mm -hmm. by adults and old, uh, 21 and older in 2021. And this measure would have created a regulatory framework for a commercial market. Sales would have taken place through existing medical cannabis dispensaries, as well as um, at new businesses run by people who live in historically economically disadvantaged communities. Those operators would have received training and support from current cannabis companies. Okay. Um, we, I, I, you know, I just don't know how I feel about that. Um, I just don't know how to feel about that. You know, um, uh, just, 
I think that there should be like some mentorship for sure for people who have already experienced this industry and, and what, you know, you have to do to appease the lawmakers and stuff like that. But also I don't think that we should dumb down um, the, the people who want to run a business. You know, I don't, I don't think we should dumb them down, Uh, but I think we should make it accessible. For sure. And that's, you know, here's the thing is like, when we talk about accessibility, we're talking about, again, these are, are smaller, our small markets, our small businesses. And yet we're, our, our industry is overrun from uh, overseas, out of state, different uh, international uh, you know, investors. And then it doesn't, you know, they, so, and we know who's <laughs> paying into uh being it supported in the way that no we're not we're not going to do because we're going to wait until we can still profit off it more you know yeah exactly anyway i'm sorry um and no i'm listening to you but i'm also oh what just happened okay something just happened in my comment section (laughs) Wow. Okay. I don't know. Something just happened in my comment section, so I can't see the comments anymore. Oh, weird. Okay. Um, I don't this know. It's like uh, it's having uh, it's having a whole seizure. It's frozen, and when I hit the comment button, it it goes away. But when I hit it back, it comes back as a as as like anyways. So thanks a lot, you guys. Uh, if you can't stay on topic, you will be blocked. Uh, you will be ignored. Okay. Just go start your own podcast. If you want to talk about the things you want to talk about. Okay. Um, the, um, it says we're kind of dragging our feet and on establishing a retail market that could provide hundreds of millions in tax revenue. This is absolutely true. The bill, um, also included provisions for resentencing of people currently incarcerated, For cannabis convictions, marijuana products would have been subject to a 21% excise tax. Uh, Localities could have imposed an additional 3% tax. So it could have gone up to 24%. Tax revenue would have been used to um, reinvest in programs for historically economically disadvantaged communities, pre-K education for at-risk youth and addiction prevention services. All good good uses of our tax money. Right. Um, Meanwhile, legislation also sought regulations for hemp-derived cannabinoid uh, products such as Delta-8. There have been open questions uh, about how the state legislature would address cannabis commerce for adults in 2023 session. Um, That that legislation included sales provisions, um, but they were subject to reenactment and lawmakers in 2022 did not act on the issue under the new Republican governor, Glenn Youngkin and GOP controlled house delegates. That's what happened. That's what happened. Just so it, just in case you guys are wondering, they were all set to legalize uh, cannabis. um, And then, and then, then this guy was elected. So, um, I'm just, yeah, I don't know why that was up there. Sorry. I'm just trying to block this guy. 
Um, so, so yeah, so that's why that's not going forward any, any further right now. It's going to get stuck there. It's yeah, they're going to, they've already knocked it down. They've killed it, um, in the house. Um, and it's because, you know, it's still, it's still like, um, like, you know, Bible, Bible belty, um, uh, out there, you know? But it's so it's 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 the the whole like being a neighbor of DC or in DC or part of DC. It's just like why why can't we create right legislation and capability for safe access? And again, yeah, driving people to you know, get their uh, product somewhere else. Right, right. They're going out of state. It happened to us in Durango um, uh, that that, uh, you know, when when we legalized in the state, Durango had a six month moratorium on legal cannabis and people this is a tourist town. So people come here for tourism and want to get legal cannabis and they would yell at us because, uh, you know, we didn't have it. (laughs) You had to have a card to get to get into our stores. And so, um, and so we were losing money to like Telluride and like outside mountain towns because we weren't, we weren't providing what the people were coming here looking for in a legal state, in a legal state. Right. Oh, so, uh, know who you're voting in and what they for and what they're, you know, uh, doing behind, you know, and, and or during sessions. Um, um, they're doing the same thing ag- again to psilocybin. Um, it's been on the floor. The bill's defeat comes about a month after a separate house panel rejects a measure to legalize psilocybin for therapeutic use. They don't want to do it. They don't want to uh, give us our plant medicine or our fungi medicine uh, to utilize uh, because a, they're making money off of it, as you can see here. Um, and possession of a schedule one drug, uh, where psilocybin is currently listed as a class five felony that carries up to 10 years in prison and up to a $2,500 fine. And if you're in prison, where are you going to get, uh, $2,500? Where are you going to get it? You know? That's like where you, and you're going to spend 10 years of your life. So they're breaking families apart over some fungus. Over some fungus. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. It's, and it's crazy because they're actually doing things right here. They're asking for, you know, building a framework, you know, so that yeah. does, uh, you know, uh, pave a, you know, make a pathway towards uh, understand, you know, being able to, you know, do plant medicine right uh, and have access to it. And um, nope, they are, they're like, no, nah, we don't want to take the time to, the governor's like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to take the time. No, this guy, you for- know, he, <laughs> The, the, the no big government Republicans are, are all about controlling what you have access to if they can't make money off of it, if they, if, or even if they can, but they're making more money off of the, uh, off of the competitor, you know what I'm saying? Like, which is 
big pharma. So the competitor to natural medicine is big pharma. Yeah. Make sure you hydrate. Hydrate. Um, yeah, so, okay. This is a very in-depth in article about what they're proposing and what the measure would do. Um, and, and it... Yeah, but they're not going to let it go. They're not going to let it go through because they, they, you know, they, they don't have, they don't have. They need to the, overhaul the whole scheduling system. I mean, it's not even deschedule, reschedule, bullshit schedule. Yeah. You know, like it just like everything. It, it needs to, this, this doesn't, their scheduling doesn't apply what it is. Yeah. You know, what things are. It was done for a reason to. You know, and reasons that are now very out there and open about why we have scheduled drugs like we do. Right. Right. So. Um, they are out in force today. It is a Monday. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I wonder what our what's what's going on. What's going on in our algorithm? Yeah, on our YouTube. Um, oh, so so this is another Virginia story. This one goes right in. I mean, this is another. Oh, I forgot that that happened. I was like, what's happening? It just got really dark in here. <laughs> the shade goes down automatically oh. at a certain time. <laughs> Creepy. I would have freaked out. Yeah, no, I forgot that it happens. <laughs> so this one's another one. This is another Virginia one. Um, Virginia lawmakers passed tough Delta 8 THC restrictions. Here we're going to agree, probably. We're going to probably agree on this. Yeah. I just had this long conversation. Um, this guy walks up to me. I don't know if he was really or being real or what he was being um, or if he was just, you know, blowing smoke. But um, he was like, this is a silly question, but... Um, but do you, do you, would you sell by the pallet? And I was like, I mean, that's not a silly question. Absolutely. I would sell by the pallet. And, um, and then he was talking about, uh, you know, that he has a store that he wants to like put products in that store that are, um, you know, good products, good, clean products. And I was telling him about our, our water, uh, Queen Kitty, Queen Kitty seltzer, uh, pop this kitty, put it in your mouth. This is a good segue real quick. Uh, I was telling about our water, no THC, no sugar, um, no sweeteners, no yak in the back. And it's organically grown hemp and natural botanical flavors. And I was like, also, it's a woman owned company. And also it's a veteran owned company. So, you know, I'm, I'm saying these things to him. And then he like brings up, you know, Delta eight. And I go, I'm going to be real honest with you. You're never going to see. You're never going to see. Uh, oh, you're never going to see queen kitty carrying Delta eight because we really, I was like, we honestly just don't believe in it. I said, um, you know, we we're going to stick with the natural cannabinoids. So that's what you're going to see us come out with. Um, so, so that's, so, you know, that's just what I, um, that's just, this is what I said to him and he was on board with it. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, Delta eight, this story. Um, so, so whatever they're about to say about this, I'm, I'm going to probably agree with because I'm not a huge, no, no shade to anybody that's making your bones that way, but um, just be careful because they are starting to put regulations on that. 
And um, they're starting to do more and more studies. We're starting to find out really what Delta 8 is all about. Also, apologies to any of my YouTube or our YouTube followers right now for the offensive language in the comment section. I'm doing my best to block them all. Um, so apologies. Um, it's crazy to me how you don't say anything until uh, anyways. Okay. Um, so, okay. Virginia lawmakers approved tough new restrictions on products containing controversial hemp derived cannabinoid Delta eight THC under a compromise bill hammered out Friday, the last of the general assembly session, sellers of intoxicating hemp derived cannabinoid products would need to obtain a state license. Uh, here we go. Here we go. They would also be barred from selling products with more than two milligrams of THC per package or more than 0.3% THC overall. Products would also have to obey labeling requirements. Okay, so you can see where all of this cost is going to be coming in, right? Um, violators would be fined $10,000 a day for each infraction. E. That's uh, every day, every day for each infraction. Right. Like, ouch. It just, that's crazy to me. Uh, the bill overwhelmingly passed, of course, because the money, it's money and restrictions and control. Uh, Republican governor, Glenn, so, so, okay, so here we are, here we are. He's going to pass this, but he's not going to pass legislation for actual cannabis he's not going to pass legislation for actual cannabis but he's going to pass legislation for delta eight there it is so gross what? it's so crazy to me um it overwhelmingly passed the virginia general assembly this is listen uh y'all gotta vote better republican governor glenn youngkin um who is the reason why you don't have actual legal cannabis in your state, a supporter of tougher restrictions on products containing Delta eight THC is expected to sign this bill into law. You know why? $10,000 a day. You can put people in jail for that. And then instead of paying the $10,000 a day, which they're still going to owe you when they get out of jail, um, they can go to jail and work for you for damn near free for, for, for pretty much pennies. Okay. So we know where this is going already. We can see it. He doesn't want to legalize cannabis because it will take his workforce away from him. But he does want to put some legal restrictions on Delta-8, a, a, a synthetic cannabinoid that doesn't even occur. And he wants to put restrictions on that because $10,000 a day or you can serve time or you can serve time. Either way, I'm getting my money's worth out of you. And I'm still, and that's still going to be a, like a ding on your credit. And credit's not real, y'all. Anyways, okay. I'm not even talking about what the, uh, the licensing and all that registration. That right. Talking about developing. Right. They're saying if you are, if you are, uh, no, CBD naturally occurs. I'm sorry. Delta 8 is a synthetic of CBD. It is changed product. It is not, it does not happen. In, um, no, I, I've not seen any of that research. Feel free to send us into our inbox, uh, that research. I've not seen any of that. Delta eight is, 
uh, synthetic. But anyways, we're not even talking about that. What we are talking about is the fact that he's willing to legalize or, or put restrictions on a synthetic cannabinoid that in the world that we use it in is... I, I, I've researched it. That's why I believe whatever I want, because I've actually done the research. And Delta 8, regardless of whether or not you believe you, a person that's never been here before and is apparently you know, my comment section, um, regardless of what you believe, um, I've actually studied this and also and, and like read a vast amount of information about it. But also whatever you're getting in your products that are Delta 8 are absolutely synthetic. They're absolutely synthetic. They, and, and, and Okay. Anyways, moving yeah, forward. It, it, I want to read a quote that I saw. I don't know if we got to this. Yeah, part, go ahead. I did get to it. And it says, uh, um, that setup is being questioned as, you know, the regulation of Delta ATHC products. Uh, that setup is being questioned by some lawmakers with state Senator Scott Suravel calling it a first step towards a complete mess. All of it's made from, from CBD, not most. Yeah, All of it on the market is made from CBD synthetic. I'm sorry. I'm just like reading these comment section. I mean, feel free to send me an article from a reliable source that says otherwise, but I've never, I, I, I mean, <laughs> the people I talk to on a daily basis are fucking growers, my friend. So like, I don't even, and I'm not talking about like, oh, I grow in my basement. I'm talking about like, they know the science behind the plant. They study it every freaking day. And so, um, yeah, anyways, but let's, move on from that conversation, believe whatever you want, but whatever you're consuming is absolutely synthetic. Everything on the market that is Delta eight is absolutely synthetic. And there's no argument about that. And where did that come from? Cause nobody had ever seen this before. They didn't even see trace amounts of this before um, when they'd seen other cannabinoids in trace amounts. Why, why did this come up? Because of prohibition, because lawmakers in Virginia are denying access to Delta 9 THC, a naturally occurring cannabinoid in the plant and in abundance in the plant where we don't have to use synthetics and, and then turn around and legalizing uh, Delta 8, which is something we do have to get synthetically. Absolutely, we have to get it synthetically. And um, and they're putting and they're putting this exorbitant, crazy daily infraction fine uh, for anybody who violates these requirements to get proper labeling, make sure that they have the right amount of Delta 9 THC in, in the product. Um, and just, I mean, it's just, it's a money grab. It's a money grab. I said, send it to us in an email. Okay. If you can't do that. And then I don't know what to tell you because YouTube is not going to put your things in there where we can click. So, um, but I don't believe you have a legit source cause I don't believe you're actually a legit person. So anyways, moving on. <sighs> uh, yeah. So it's uh again why are we you know regulating a synthetic but not uh right not the actual thing the not yeah, the actual you. thing you wow um, like listen oh my god anyways i'm not gonna argue with this person in the thing i'm gonna stop um so so yeah like um they're, they're they I don't want to um they don't want to legalize the 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 actual plant because that would they would lose money on that somehow. Although the state would gain money on that, so it's really it's really it's really they they don't care about what what happens to the state. 
They care about what happens, what's lining their pockets. And what's lining their pockets at the end of the day is always going to be um, big pharma. Yeah. Big pharma. Um, yeah, they're talking. And next door in West Virginia, they're they're talking about banning uh, Delta Eight. So there's there's yeah. That. So so <laughs> a lot of states are banning Delta Eight because they're finding um what uh what I said is it's true. Everything that you get Delta Eight is a synthetic. Um, from from everything that I have studied, uh, nothing. There's nothing that I have studied that I have seen, and I'll be happy to if you want to email me that article. We cannot click it in the YouTube. Um, if you want to email that to me, be, be free to do so. Um, but everything that I have read thus far, Delta eight is not a naturally occurring cannabinoid in the plant. Uh, it is, it is a synthetic of the plant, uh, from made from CBD in a, in a lab made, made from CBD. And there may be perfectly, listen, it may be perfectly fine. And, and we might, might find out there's no problems. It's not as problematic as some people are thinking, but there's not enough studies done on it. And also when we do that conversion, there's a, um, there's a compound left over that when THC converts, it also has that compound, but that compound converts out. And so it doesn't, um, it doesn't, uh, um, uh, Delta eight still has that compound and Delta nine does not. And so we don't know what that compound does to our lungs and it's, and it's potentially not healthy. So, I mean, 99.99999% synthesized from CBD that's, I mean, there, there it is. I, I can't click on that link from here and I'm not going to entertain it. If you're not going to send it to me the way that I'm going to be able to read it. I mean, that's just what it is. If you want me to know the information, send it to us via email. Feel free. God, y'all have been real super aggravating today. You trolls out there on the YouTube land. Uh, that's not the right one. That's the right one. Canvascloset420 at gmail.com. Feel free to send us an email with any links that you would like us to consider for reading. Um, I've never used, we don't care what you've used. We don't, we really don't care about you right now because you've interrupted this show. It doesn't occur naturally in the plant. It doesn't occur naturally in the plant. So you are using synthesized. Um, it's not even, you know, excuse me. I mean, it did like nothing that you use in Delta eight is going to be, uh, is going to be anything other than a synthesized product. It's not naturally occurring in the plant. And if you have information that says otherwise be feel free to send it to us. Cause I'm always open to reading that information. I would love to read it. I would love to read it from reliable sources. I would like more than one source to tell me that this is true information because that's how science works. Um, and that's how I believe a show on uh, cannabinoids, uh, synthetic uh, cannabinoids. The uh, we will be having future discussions on them, um, and so today is not the day. Uh, this is what we're <laughs> we're we're talking about an article, and um, uh, yeah, I did block an account for calling me a troll on my podcast. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. He's not just timed out. He's blocked because. I'm not being a troll. 
and you guys, yourself included, I'm sorry that I'm stopping the show to have this conversation with these crazy YouTubers, but yourself included have been all completely off subject. And it's like, literally like the reason that I'm even addressing this right now is because it literally throws us off. We have show notes. He, I called him a troll because that's what he's being. You guys are in our comment section, having your own conversation. You guys are in your comments. We just stopped the show to, to address this because you, am I sure I'm all right? I'm all right. I'm all right. This is my show. This is her show. We can do what we want here. So yeah, I'm sure I'm all right. I'm sure I'm about to block you or put you in another timeout because I don't want to sit here and argue with y'all when we're trying to have, like, we're really trying to get through these news stories and y'all are in here talking about Morgan Freeman and, and, and George Carlin and Tupac and, and coming in here with crazy names with the N word in it. And, and y'all want the attention. Well, you got the attention. Welcome to the attention. I'm saying don't come in here and change the subject. It's if you want to stay in here and you want to be a part of this conversation, we welcome the commentary. But what y'all are doing, yourself included, is coming in here and having your own conversation, which is super distracting for us to stay on topic because we can see your comments. And we're trying if your comment is relevant to the conversation, then fine. But if it's not relevant to the conversation, you are wasting our time. And if you don't want to be here to listen to what we have to say and listen to the show that we have planned, then don't fucking be here. Like literally just don't be here because you're a distraction. And then you're going to do what every, I'm assuming you're a male, does when they get turned down or rejected or told to shut the fuck up. You're going to act out, which you've already shown that you will do. Okay. So, um, it's not an opinion. It's the truth. It happens every time. Like you literally came in here in this show and I'm, thank you for correcting, I guess, but we're having this conversation now, but you literally came in in the first of the comment section, just started talking about whatever the fuck you want to talk about. And we were not talking about that. We're talking about women's history. That's what we were talking about. I guess there's no men's history. I, do you think I didn't see that fucking comment, bro? No, there's no men's history because men have been able to rule this fucking land since the fucking beginning of time. And exactly. Hey, you bunch of assholes, stop fucking around because we actually have people in here who are here because they want to hear what the show has to offer and what we have planned for the show. But yeah. instead, y'all are in here getting attention because you don't get enough at home. Like, go home to your mother. I don't know what to tell you. So, like, I just, anyways, sorry. I really did want to get through all of these news stories today, but, like, they've, like, really been in high force today. They've, they've been, I've blocked five or six people because they have the N-word right. in, their, in, their, in, their, in their screen name, um, et cetera. Yeah. I did. And it doesn't matter because again, this isn't your show. This isn't um, your show. It doesn't matter what I didn't mention that you said in the comment section. Exactly. Because this is our show relevant to talk to us about whether it's, uh, you know, something you can email us to uh, read about a headline or a relevant article, then uh, you're not um, engaging in the way that uh, we like our participants, you know, our, our people to engage like you're like 
Have like, the conversation that we're talking about. We talk about intersex people on this show plenty. We talk about trans people on this show plenty. We talk about um, people of color plenty. We talk about women plenty. Every, you know, we talk about other cultures plenty. Stay on topic, okay? Because yeah, nowhere, nowhere in this day and nowhere in our show notes is Morgan Freeman fucking mentioned. Great. When we bring up another fucking black history moment, maybe we'll bring him up. But that's not what we were talking about today. And if you want to fucking talk about Morgan Freeman and his uh, contribution to the world, then go fucking start your own goddamn podcast and do it your fucking self. All right, enough. Okay. Well, um, we've got some other things we can talk about uh, that uh, is relevant to today um, and our headlines and what we're here for. Um, so. Um, I do this once a month with these motherfuckers. Anyways, okay, sorry. Do you want to go on to the next story? Yeah, yeah, that's, yes. I've, I've already moved on. Like, okay, yeah. great. <laughs> Um, were this is you know, um, Pennsylvania lawmakers will introduce bill allowing farmers to grow medical cannabis. Where's this story at? Um, this is from High Times. This is in the show notes, uh, just below the um, Delta Eight uh, uh, note. Um, mm. Oh, I see, I see, I see. And uh, and so. Um, this is a, a new one, Tom Edward. Welcome, welcome to the show. Um, thanks for <laughs> writing this. Um, so, a pair of Pennsylvania lawmakers want to create new opportunities for farmers in the state to grow medical cannabis. Uh, state House Representative Melissa L. Schusterman and Ismail uh, Ishmael. Smith Wade L., uh, both Democrats, filed a memo to colleagues on Monday. They de detailing their plans to introduce legislation that would allow Pennsylvania farmers to grow medical cannabis. Um, this is uh, reported by the local news station WHTM. Um, the good day. It is crucial that Pennsylvanians have accessible and equitable equitable entry into the burgeoning medical cannabis industry. Currently, however, prohibitionists on acquiring new permits harm both entrepreneurs and consumers. Farmers and small enterprises are denied the freedom to share in the nearly $2 billion that has been generated by the industry to date. Uh, the resulting unfair market conditions deny consumers more affordable options to a proven and recognized medication, uh, Schusterman and Smith Wade L. said in this uh, posted on Monday. Um, uh, their bill would allow for a new permit that farmers and other small agricultural agricultural ventures can apply uh, for to grow and sell uh, medical cannabis to existing growers and processors on a limited basis. So they're probably going to you know, write those up, right? Um, they're saying that passing this legislation would open the door to new growers, including those in marginalized communities. <clears throat> Uh, there is a pal palpable need to change this prevailing imbalance. Uh, my legislation will establish a new permit for farmers and other small agricultural ventures to grow and sell medical cannabis to existing growing. Well, it's a 
repeat, sorry, the lawmaker said in a memo, um, enabling small scale cultivation will allow our small farmers to be able to pull their crops together to share in a new license so they can be part of this large economic gain for Pennsylvania. Moreover, this legislation opens the door for growers new to the industry, women growers and growers from marginalized communities to take part in this thriving enterprise. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, it's a, it goes on to talk more about uh, you know the history, how we you know the Act of twenty sixteen and um, the cannabis program uh, that was introduced and you know allowing patients to grow and whatnot. So, um, I'm gonna. <clears throat> that's about it. <laughs> no, this is good news. This is good news amongst the garbage that's going on in like Virginia, for example. I like this picture too. I hope they gave this to her so she could frame it. I know it's great. It's a great picture. It is. <laughs> um, so this is uh, Act 16, uh, y'all, um, since the passage of Act 16. So keep an eye on just what Pennsylvania's doing. Um, keep it going. <clears throat> Um, then also like right under that is a story about Louisiana, which is kind of <laughs> insane to me. So <laughs> we go from, they, they pre-filed, um, a bill to legalize in Louisiana. Third time's a charm. Uh, Louisiana Rep. Candace Newell recently pre-filed a package of bills that would legalize adult-use cannabis, according to Louisiana Radio Network. Um, she introduced three bills, House Bill 17, House Bill 24, and House Bill 12. Each bill targets a specific area of regulation. Why don't they do this? Why don't they do this? Like I like when, you know, cause the whole thing with Missouri, they lumped everything together. And so there was some like really good stuff that people wanted to vote for, but then there was some really shit stuff that people were like, I mean, if I vote for this, then I get this too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so like to, to target those things in different uh, bills so that if we lose one, we don't lose everything. That's a, I think that's a smarter way to do it. I wish more, I wish they would do this more. Right. Um, I've separated the three bills, uh, but it's legalization, regulation, and taxation. So if, if, if they don't want to maybe, um, put it so that you can sell it in the store or whatever, they can deny that bill, but then you still have legalization is it's, you can still not get arrested for having it, you know? Yeah. HB 17 has been filed twice would allow the Depa department of agriculture to manage and issue uh, 10 cultivation and processing like 10. It's, it's a start 10 cultivation <laughs> and processing licenses and 40 permits for retail dispensaries. Across Louisiana. Across Louisiana. We want to have a handle on who's growing it so we know where it's coming from. Okay, but also, 
And so you're not just willy-nilly growing it in your backyard. Okay, but why not? It's just a plant, first of all. We willy-nilly grow tomatoes in our backyard. But also, what was this? Uh, wait, let me see this again. What did it say again? We want to know who's growing it. This looks like they're monopolizing the industry. They're only allowing a select few to get into the industry. They want to know who they are, right? You can regulate more than 10 growers so that it's not a monopolized situation. Um, you know, they kind of did that. Like, that's why they turned down the, I think the first medical bill in Ohio was turned down. And it was because, um, and it was because, like five people were going to be privy to the industry okay. and that's it. And then Ohio was like, no, 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 that's not cool. That's what I tried to do. And then they, you know, got sued mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. So um, HB 24 would decriminalize cannabis possession and distribution, just like alcohol. You have a license to sell alcohol. If you don't have a license, you can't sell it the same with, uh, Rex, so that would be the HB 24 um, if you can get the bill passed, right? And then there's HB 12, uh, which has not been pre-filed yet. Um, but that, that's got to do with the taxation of it all. So we're keeping an eye out on this. Um, it has potential. There's, there's possibilities, but also it's Louisiana. So... I don't know how I feel about it. If I'm, if I'm feeling positive about it or not, this is the third time that she's tried. Okay. I hear you lady. We're, we're getting there. I know. I know. She's like, um, let's, let's, uh, let's do one more news story of national news story. The last national news story. We'll touch on the other things on, on another show. Um, uh, this one is just uh, a New York. Uh, New York has opened its third dispensary or a cannabis legal cannabis store in New York has been opened. Um, they're starting to roll out in the largest city in the U.S. while unlicensed locations thrive despite efforts to shut them down. Um, it's opened its third legal. New York has opened its third legal adult use cannabis store in lower Manhattan on February 13th. Um, the latest legal store to open is called Union Square Travel Agency, a cannabis store. That's cute. <laughs> um, and it will be located on East 13th Street uh, between Broadway and University Place. So go check it out. Um, the store will sell products, including smokable flour, edibles, concentrates and vapes, according to its website. Um we're building a cannabis industry here in New York State that is equitable and delivers new resources to, to nonprofits that brings supportive services to our communities. Uh, this is from Government Hochul. The this is the latest milestone in our efforts to grow the industry, creating jobs and opportunities for those who historically have been disproportionately targeted for cannabis infractions. Uh, it's the third legal cannabis store after the nonprofit Housing Works opened on East 8th Street and Broadway. And Smacked LLC, a store that opened on Bleecker Street last month. The new store leadership celebrated its opening during the governor's announcement. 
We are incredibly grateful to everyone who has contributed to the opening of Union Square Travel Agency, a cannabis store, from our amazing partners at the Doe Fund, uh, who had the courage and innovation to embrace this opportunity, to the OCM New York State and New York City in paving the way for this industry and their ongoing commitment uh, in ensuring this legal industry will be a success. Our amazing team members who have worked day and night to get us to this point and our friends and family who have supported us in this endeavor from the beginning. Um, that's from the CEO. He says, we thank you all. The opening of the store is part of New York State's seating opportunity initiative and helps advance the state's goal of equity in cannabis licensing. Um, it goes on to talk about first retail licensing in New York. Uh, it's a relatively short read. Go check it out. We'll definitely share the link for you guys. Um, before I get into the would you rather and such, we did like a short advertisement for Queen Kitty. Uh, Queen Kitty, pop this kitty, put it in your mouth. Uh, make sure you grab some. Check out our website, www.queenkittyseltzer.com. Um, but before we get into like the would you rather and all the stuff, I just want to say to our regular listeners, I apologize for my outburst. Um, but this happens from time to time, like probably once a month. Um, and then they they come back with like 15 different accounts. And it was pretty it was pretty crazy today how many accounts I had to block. And I've been driving all day. So <laughs> I'm like not in the fucking mood. Um, so anyways, I apologize for you guys having to deal with that. And I apologize for any inconvenience that the, the commentary in the comment section that I didn't block or whatever, um, caused for you. And, uh, we'll try to, we'll try to stay on it. I, I don't know. I, I might be able to, well, I know I can probably put some moderators in the comment section of the YouTube. I just, just reach out if you're interested in being a YouTube moderator, uh, uh it will go to people we know. Um, so just, um, just, I wanted to back up real quick about the, um, that dispensary, um, is that they are, um, part of an initiative, but part of that initiative is that, um, their dispensary is operated by people most impacted by the war on drugs um, or nonprofit organizations whose services include support for the formerly incarcerated. Um, to be eligible for that license, um, the applicants must have either have a, they must have a cannabis conviction themselves or be close uh, to the family relative of someone who does and own or have owned a business that, I don't know, that goes into some more details, but yeah. Um, but this is actually a program that is uh, doing exactly what we talk about when we're talking about uh, an abundance from this plant. Right. Is, is why, you know, there are people. I would take a guess to say that the people who are also involved and own these businesses or a part of this program uh, also live in the neighborhoods of the businesses that they operate. And so the money, that means that the money stays in the, in the neighborhood. And that's, and that to me is like a really, I think that's a part of social equity um, licensing um, that we, that is often ignored. I think that that's often ignored. I think um, that part of the cannabis licensing 
not just in the social equity pieces, but also just across the board in the licensing itself should include that um, ownership in, you know, in these areas or ownership in the area that you plan to own in, you must also, there should be at least one person who owns that business is connected to that business through ownership who lives in that neighborhood, who, who is part of that community. Yeah. It should be a requirement. It should be an absolute guarantee that that money goes back into the community. Yeah. Um, I, little Bobby customs, we got new puppers. Yes. So that's, that's the daughter you were talking about, right? Is it do you, Muggin? Mugin? Mudgin? I don't Mudgen, know. Muggin? Mean Muggin? I, I know um, Michelle made a explanation, but I still couldn't figure out how to pronounce it. And, uh, but congratulations. I can't look, I can't wait for all the pictures. Yeah. Um, me too. <laughs> Me too. And thank you for the offer. So I'll figure out how to do that and we'll just, we'll put you guys on there. Um, yeah. So let's go to the, you picked the would you rathers today. I did. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, oh, upcoming events before we get to the would you rathers. We have a couple, excuse me. We have, um, well, my birthday's coming up this weekend and I'm shocked. <laughs> I am shocked. Um, but I'm excited. We have we have a couple of plans for that. So that's coming up. I'm gonna be still in my mid 40s. Uh then the other thing that's coming up is March 26th. Yes, yes. March 26th, uh, Queen Kitty will be attending an event with uh, the Sesh Connection, and we will bring you more details about that in the near future. We'll post, uh, we'll be, well, we have been already on Queen Kitty's story, but we'll be posting more um, flyers and more uh, marketing about that as the time draws closer. Um, but if you're in the Denver area, definitely get your tickets now. Uh, you can follow the links from Queen Kitty or you can follow the Sesh Connect, um, the Sesh Connection rather out in Denver. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm pretty excited. It's going to be our first Sesh Connection um, tabling that we've ever done. So I'm super excited to see how how it goes. Her um, her events are really a good time. I've, I've enjoyed her events. Yeah. So I'm super stoked about it. Um, and then, and then, oh, oh, and then, um, uh, Wednesday, don't forget to set, to set your alerts on Wednesday. Uh, on Wednesday, we have special guest Adam Avitable. Um, this is Bacon coming back on the show. There's I'm a super flyer. He's on there. Yeah, we do have a flyer. You're right. You're correct. Oh, there he is. Adam Avitable. If you remember, we had him on last year. Was it last year we had him on? Yep. Um, he is the host of, um, dating kind of sucks, a podcast that he does, and he's still slaying dragons. Um, we're super excited to talk to him during women's history month, um, because he spends a lot of his platform, um, talking about misogynistic men <laughs> and how, and how y'all can do better. Um, so I'm super excited. And the, okay, so let me tell y'all what prompted this. And I haven't told him this yet. So uh, if, if he listens to this episode, he'll he'll get a little 
uh, insider knowledge, but I haven't told him this yet, but I was watching one of his videos and he's been, um, he's been gone off of, um, from being online for like a month or something like that. Right. And then his, one of his videos popped across my for you page and he was talking about, I can't remember what the whole video was about. Honestly, um, definitely he was probably calling somebody else, but he was like, if you have any questions for me, like, cause he was collecting questions for his show, of course. Um, and so, this is what I'm talking about. It's super distracting. You guys are super fucking distracting. Just go the fuck away right now. Um, men talking. We don't need it anymore. Stop it. Um, so, so he's like, if you have any questions for me to answer, um, feel free to ask them, reach out to me and ask them. And he said, you know, he listed some, some questions that you might have, you might want to ask him. And then he said something like, um, is it true? Like something like, is it true that men aren't wiping their ass because they think it's gay or something like that? And I was like, that's it. We have to have him back on. So, <laughs> <laughs> we must, we must have this conversation. It's very important. The and U is pronounced like you say muse. So muse. spell the name, spell the name again, little Bobby customs, spell the name again. It's um, M-U-E-N. Mugen is the G pronounced with a G like a hard G or G Mugen or, or Mugen G G is it a hard G G G or a soft G G G G no hard is G is hard G I thought G was hard that sounds hard, hard to G me. no that don't sound right to me yeah. anyway we're not English teachers either this this is fact. This is a fact. <laughs> we we know nothing about grammar. So not not nothing. Like mu. So mu. But how's the G? But it could say mugen or mugen. Yeah. Or mu. Yeah. Yeah. Mugen. Mugen. Is it mu with a J sound or mu with a g sound? G <laughs> I think that's soft. Are y'all sure? Wait, which one's the hard G? Guh. <laughs> you are like on, you're like, if this was in Jeopardy, I would win. <laughs> do you really believe that? Um, I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody tell you this? I mean, I did have to have speech therapy for a good period of I my mean, life. Then you're going to like Jen Bitten, like Jen Bitten, Jen Bitten. G, G, G sound, G sound, Mugen. Did I say it right? Mugen. Mugen. <laughs> said G, G, E sound, not G, U sound, G, U, Jen, like Jen, like Jen, like Jen. Jen. So, Mugen. Mugen. No, Muse, like Mugen. Mugen. We're like the freaking uh, Sesame Street puzzle. <laughs> Mew. 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 Jen. 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 But Jen. Jen. But like Jen. Okay, yeah, we have Mew Jen. Mew Jen. That's it. That's it. We're right. MJ. Yeah. Wait. MJ said it? Mew Jen. Mew Jen. I said it. I said it first. Y'all get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying it the whole time. 
Okay. Um, I'm probably saying it wrong. But anyways, cute dog. Okay. <laughs> anyways, adorable. Okay. Like again. Mugen. Yes. 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 You got so it. You said with Jen. G they you said J E N like Jen. So I say Mugen. And now you're saying like again, like Mugen. I'm so confused. I don't know why how you got gen out of out of J because like literally look like J E N. Right. So then that's why I said, yeah, then then it went. But then but then now he's saying it's like again. Which, if it's like again, then it's Mugen. But then we said G. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If it's Mugen, then it's not like Jen. Stop saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mew. Mew. Gen. Mugen or Mugen? Mugen or Mugen? One or two? Mugen or Mugen? You see how you see you see how this is an example of staying on topic. Um, and, Just, then, and then um, <laughs> I'm gonna make you read the Would You Rather's because you found the Would You Rather's, and I know I'm, I'm scrolling down to them. Okay, okay. While we get a confirmation of pronunciation, Mew. So these one. are Mugen. Yeah. I said Mugen was one, right? Did I say Mugen or Mugen was one? Girl. <laughs> Us too. We're good. We're good. It's a whole, we'll bring you on. We'll bring the puppy on and, and we'll bring you on and you can tell us all about her. You can tell us her the story of how you got her. Oh, it's a great story. Well, um, the would you rather segment? I I did go find these, and they are gross, weird, and weird, uh, and 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 sexual, um, in a way, in a weird way. Anyway, um, just go in order. <laughs> we'll start with gross. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, okay, here we go. Would you? It's gross. Trigger warning. Uh, would you rather? have to pull out a big clump of long hairs that have gathered in your butt cheeks or pull out a long ingrown hair on your pubic area. Both of these have happened to me recently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I won't lie. I do watch this like weird videos of like extractions and and uh and and pulling so i'm uh, yeah i don't um it, <laughs> um for myself personally the feeling of an ingrown hair coming out of your body a long like a long one it's like relief it is it's like, relief it's like a um it's like the best kind of pain. Relief, release, like uh, feeling, because to get there, it's a lot of work to get the ingrown hair out. Yes. 
it's in your pubic area, then you got to contort yourself. To pick and if it's not ready or if it's like, yeah, you know, it's like on. Um, but I would still, I think, probably deal with that than something on my butt cheek. It's but, not on your butt cheek. It's in your butt cheek. Right. It's in between. When you wash your hair, this doesn't happen to you? No, it doesn't. My hair, I have so much hair. I have so, I have so much. I Like, we've talked about this before, too. I shave over half of my head. Oh, see, I was not thinking of it like that. I was thinking it was like a hairs in your butt cheek. Like, no, that's what the fucking wax lady is for. Listen, I think, let me look at this again. I think what it says. No, it makes sense to me now. A clump of hairs out of your butthole. Yeah. Between your butt cheeks. That, listen, that happened to me literally last week. Lady. We're almost there, lady. I would rather, I hate it. It makes me gag every time. <laughs> but I would rather do that because it's not as painful. Yeah, well, that, yeah. That is but it's so gross. The grossness. It's disgusting. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> she was so. You would act like she's starving or something. She's dying. Like she didn't get an extra serving of like food today with a little bit of extra to because she like turned her nose up at it at first. I was like, oh, you're not going to eat. So I like mixed our dogs, man. Okay. We listen. My notifications are starting to come back on. <laughs> Let's get the last two. Uh, last okay. two. Gross, gross and weird. Gross and weird. Would you? No one's going to answer that, obviously. Cause yeah, no, no. They're like, listen, uh, I'm not going to talk to you about my butt hair. Would you rather have teeth for hair or hair for teeth? <laughs> I thought we might have done this one before, but or something like it. It was like spaghetti or something like that. <laughs> like, what if your hair grew out in edible spaghetti? Uh, teeth for hair? Teeth for hair or hair for teeth. You can't. You'd have to be a. Let me tell you something. Like krill, like or you know, like. A... Hair for teeth could come in handy. <laughs> you have to get it cut, and you I'm saying what I'm saying. If it's soft, if you keep it conditioned, you could be the the. <laughs> <laughs> You could be star of the show. The what do you call it? The the <laughs> the person of the party. I don't know, the VIP. Can you imagine having teeth for hair? Um, like no, I just floss it. Like to brush it, you have to like big like head. You have to floss it. You have to floss it. And, oh, uh, Rose. What about people who don't take care? No, no. Um. I'm going to go for hair for teeth, not because of any convenience of mine, but because it could come in handy. In um, and just because not teeth for hair. Um, not teeth for hair. That's gross. And I don't want to floss my head. All right. Last one. Last one. Weird and sexual. What if you had to whiten it? Like, <laughs> I know. You got a big old cap of whitening goo. Um, <laughs> okay. Would you rather walk around your office 
uh, or if you work for yourself, uh, yeah, or you know, so you got to put your situation your in public, school, trade show, conference, all day with your favorite porn category labeled on your forehead. You said teeth for hair, please. <laughs> <laughs> or have a vivid sex dream about your boss slash major client and have to tell them and the rest of your teams about it in detail at the next meeting in person and with Zoom. That feels like sexual harassment on my part. Not me <laughs> harassing them, but like being made to do that sounds like sexual harassment. Well. I mean, so is talking about your favorite porn category. So we're going to take the harassment part out of it. Because you would take the harassment part out? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Sorry. You would. Do, you, I was I was thinking you were saying you would do the second one. No, I'm saying like it's a, yeah, it's a would you rather. We're going to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, so harassment doesn't count. So if I feel harassed, it's fine. <laughs> Happy Women's History Month. Um, so listen, I would uh, wear the porn. Too. Everybody watches porn. Even people that say, you can't. It's a would you rather. You can't take the fifth. <laughs> uh, everybody who is honest watches porn. And some people do it in a healthy way. Yeah, it's different. And you know, what you, yeah, it doesn't have to. Be and I'm not embarrassed about it. Way. Like I definitely have watched porn i definitely do like to sometimes watch i know people that watch porn like they watch in a movie right well that's how porn is set up in some sometimes but also that's the most boring movie on the planet like just get to it <laughs> we all know why we're here what is going on lady's gonna implode he is so, going to uh, turn inside out and he's see. gonna porn on a shirt it's car porn. It's because it's car porn. <laughs> uh, um, I would wear porn, the porn label on my forehead. Um, I would just be like, this is what I like. And so if, if you like this too, let's watch it together. <laughs> if you don't, then get out of my face. Like, cause I'm definitely not going to like sit down with my boss and my client and explain to them how amazing I was in my dream. I'm saying, I'm saying we don't want to put no ideas. And if my boss is a woman, maybe I would change my mind, but also like, I'm not trying to put ideas in, in men's heads. No, I don't need to be a part of that. That fantasy. No, leave me out of it. Um, this show is brought to you by my fabulous curls this week. Um, they've really been rocking for like five days. Yeah. Yeah. They have Uh faux show. Is it so, that what you do in between? Like, or, you know, like that. I wear a bonnet sometimes, but I haven't been with the curls, which I should have been, but I haven't been, but I like put in I put in some Moroccan oil like right out of the shower and then I brush it through and then I dry it and then I put a bonnet on and let it dry I mean I don't blow dry it I, I like damp dry it like squeeze the hair out and then um and then I put it in a bonnet and let it dry however the fuck it's gonna dry okay so use your That's own my girl trick 
Um, so I do um, use, you know, the hairdryer and. I mean, if I'm in a hurry and I know I'm going to flat iron my hair, I'll do it. But I mean, that's that's a that's asking for for a central. So but mine only works for one day. Oh, well, I had a, a stylist teach me how to do it in Florida where my maintain. But you got humidity in Florida. Well, yeah, well, maintained without getting frizzy. So it was like, yeah. So with me, like my hair in Florida doesn't do well. So she taught me how to do it right. And I brought it back here. And I'm like, ooh, even better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dry climate but it's only good for one day and i was like i wonder if i got a bonnet if it would make a difference but then i'm like it would i, I don't know if i could handle listen, it listen i cannot stress this enough i cannot stress this enough listen to black and brown women listen to black and brown women the bonnet or the silk pillowcase is going to save your whole head of hair i know the silk pillow I, I do step one <laughs> I do want to invest in the silk pillowcase, even um, yeah, for all of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for your little donut, you could get, you could probably get a silk. I put, I put a hair, I put a bonnet over the donut. <laughs> I wear, I wear donut. I, I sleep with a donut. For those of you who don't know, for this, for this, how do you position your head in the donut? My is my question. <laughs> this show, put it. I it, it's it, like. Like as long as the ear isn't pressing up against something, then we're good. So sleeper. Huh? Here's I'm a side sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. And it has to be the foam foam one. It can't be beads or nothing like that. No, no. It has to be like memory like, thing. Like, like hard too. Like Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is how this show's going <laughs> to uh, you guys, uh, thanks for joining us. Don't forget we have Adam Avitable on Wednesday at 420 Mountain Standard Time. I will have, again, been traveling all day when I get there, but I will be back um, on the front range. By the time the show starts, I'm super excited to have him on. Um, we're having a man on during Women's History Month because we're going to talk about misogyny. So, um, and um and accountability and all that stuff. And I, and I love having him on. He's just like a super interesting person. Um, and so I'm super excited about it. Uh, and I hope you guys are too. Uh, what else? That's it. That's it. Be nice to yourself and remember to put your mask on before assisting others. Um, cultivate love, bring it to you. You deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> And, um, you know, stay lifted and stay gifted as, as per always. Yay. We'll see y'all on Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, I think we're going to skip discord tonight. So let's catch up on Wednesday on the discord. Yay. See y'all on Wednesday, 420 Mountain Standard Time. Tell your friends.